All right, all right, here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. Back outside of McDonald's, sitting by Verizon, sipping an iced caramel. Looks like they got it right. It's a little later than normal. It's about 10 o'clock. We just got done cutting the lawn. Cut my mom's lawn for about three hours. Grass, weed whacker, leaf blower, all that good stuff. Cleaned up the yard. And after that, it got dark. Then I tried to take her somewhere that she wanted to go. But today's focus, today's focus is going to be a little bit of real talk. Now, we always have real talk here on English and Coffee, but a little real talk. So we're going to get into it. We're going to take a sip. You definitely want a cup of coffee for this. It may not be as long as normal, but it's definitely real talk. It's English, but I mean, this is some real conversation. When people talk about real talk, this what I'm getting ready to share with you is real. You've probably had this conversation a time or two in your life or been in this situation a time time or two in your life, but um, we're going to get into it. We're going to use our English to enjoy this little, little bit of dialogue. So let's take a sip. You know, I haven't bought a hot coffee in a long time. It's too hot for a hot coffee. I mean, really, all you can drink at this point is cold iced coffee. Now, in the morning, hot coffee all day long. But in the evening, if I'm buying it and it's going to be all flavorful, yeah, I kind of like the cold. All right, enough stalling. Let's get into it. So here we are, Friday night, well, not Friday night, Saturday night, sitting out here in the spot, enjoying our iced coffee. We just got done having a conversation with someone very important to us, very near and dear to us. Now, this is you, right? This is you. You are an individual. Picture an important person in your life and picture that you just had a conversation with this individual. And this conversation pertained to something that has been known probably for the last 15, 20, 30 years. At this point, it's common knowledge. But it didn't need to be discussed because it was already known. Or so you would assume that it was already known based on the fact that it was present for the last 30 years. So it didn't need to be discussed. Now, a situation arose between me and this individual to where they questioned why I didn't want to be seen a certain place with them doing a certain thing. This is common knowledge. I don't involve myself with that circle, so why would I go there, right? This person didn't understand, couldn't get over themselves and just accept the fact that What they do is what they do. I respect what they do because that's what they do. That's their thing. I don't judge them because that's what they do. That's just what they do. That's just what it is. You know, we all have our vices, all have our good and bad things. But, hey, some people like to go swimming. Some people like to run. Some people like to smoke. Some people like to drink. Some people overeat. Some people like to eat their pain. Some people like to go chase adrenaline, what you call adrenaline junkies. 
cliff jumpers, right? So we all have our hangups, faults, and flaws. But sometimes these faults and flaws are very obvious and there's just no need for discussion. Just like a 300-pound man who comes home from work every day and eats two boxes of ice cream without batting an eye, nobody is going to doubt the fact that he has a weight problem. He's 300 pounds. He eats two gallons of ice cream every night. Yeah, he's, he's addicted to food. That's how he deals with life. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't, you know, smoke weed. He doesn't do cocaine. He doesn't hit women. He doesn't hurt flies. He doesn't kick dogs. No, he eats two gallons of ice cream every freaking night. That's what he does. Because he's addicted to food, that's how he deals with his problems. There's no need to have a conversation with this individual when it's known, especially when you've taken this individual to get this ice cream every freaking night, right? Now, your situation may be different. It may be different. But, and the situation I'm describing isn't even about food. I'm using that as an example so you can see how serious or how this conversation went. Now, this individual, they don't eat food. They're not 300 pounds. But they have something that's just as obvious as 300 pounds. They might as well be 300 pounds. Like, it's common knowledge at this point. Like, anybody that spends enough time with this person knows that they like food, right? They know they like food. That's just what they do. And they're never going to change. They're going to eat two gallons of ice cream, then they're going to go and eat three large pepperoni meat lover pizzas that's just that's just what they do that's just how they roll so why why would somebody try to drag me to an all-you-can-eat buffet right i don't eat the food but i'll take you because that's what you do well why don't you want to go in there i don't want to be seen in there with all that food why what's wrong with it that's your bag, do what you do. But this person wouldn't let it go, right? This is the type of person that eats in their room. Snickers, candy bars, M&Ms, Ho-Hos, Doritos, Fritos under the bed, in the sock drawer. This is the person hiding hot tamales or gummy bears, right? This is the person hiding snacks in the freaking pantry, right? Eating in the car before they go home, you know, stopping pulling over in the drive-thru, eating three Big Macs, going home, and then eating dinner. This is that person, right? Now, everybody knows that the weight isn't just coming for out of thin air. No, they're gaining weight because they eat. They eat. You've taken them to get the food, right? But you just say, hey, look, I take you to get your food, but I don't want to be seen walking around with three freaking pizzas. I don't want to be seen with it, right? But they won't let it go. So you got to give them the truth. You say, look, it's like this. Let me take a sip before I dive into this one. You say, look, you have a food problem. You are a foodie. You are a food addict. You eat your pain. You eat your problems. That's what you do. You've been eating for the last 20, 30 years. I haven't seen one day where you didn't overeat. You've had two gallons of ice cream every freaking day right? You are a foodie. And this person gets upset. You call me a foodie? 
What do you mean I'm a foodie? I'm a food addict. I'm overweight. Yeah, you're overweight. Everybody knows you're overweight. You know you're overweight. This is not a secret. Look in the mirror. All you do is eat. Therefore, you are a foodie. That's what it is. Accept it. I accepted it long ago. I'm okay with that. I still care for you, even though you're a foodie. Like, it's common knowledge. This is not, this shouldn't be mind-blowing. You shouldn't be that upset that I call you a foodie that I care about because that's what you do. All you do is eat. It makes sense. Look at this. What do gardeners do? They garden. They work in the yard. They plant seeds. They water flowers. Gardeners garden. What do smokers do? Smokers smoke cigarettes, cigars, tobacco, weed, hashish, whatever they do. Smokers smoke. So if somebody smokes, they are a smoker, right? Drinkers, they drink beer, alcohol, wine. If they drink alcohol, they're a drinker. They're, they're an alcoholic, right? Like if it's in excess, in excess, in excess, not just having a social drink. But in excess, every day for the last 30 years, if this person, you've never seen this person without a drink, they are an alcoholic. That's just what it is, right? If this person has eaten two gallons of ice cream every day for the last 30 years, it's just what it is. So I don't need to comment on it, right? I don't need to say, oh, because it's common knowledge, right? Now, this individual became upset. Because I told them that what what I said they 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 are what what they do right and that's not all they are because they're they're a wonderful person but that's a big part of their life I I just called out the obvious you know I wasn't trying to as they say in the movies I wasn't trying to break any balls or anything just calling the obvious somebody's three hundred pounds it's because they eat too much. If somebody's 90 pounds, it's because they don't eat enough or they have an eating disorder. Like, we're not picking hairs here. Just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade, right? A dog is a dog. It's not a cat. I don't care how much the meow, how deep the meow is. A cat is a cat. A dog is a dog, right? You see a 500-pound man walking down the street. He loves a good meal. Nothing wrong with that. If I was 500 pounds, you see me walking down the street and you say, hey, look, would you like a good meal? Heck yeah, let's go. I'm 500 pounds. Of course you know I love to eat. That's obvious. Nope, all this big bone stuff. You ever hear people say big boned? Like I'm not fat, I'm big boned. You don't have dinosaur bones. You, you don't have dinosaur bones. Nobody does. Just be what it is. If you're fat, you're fat. Be cool with it. You know? Like, fat and happy. All these, what, BBW? BBW, right? Or BBM? You know, big, beautiful woman, big, beautiful man, whatever. Like, if you if you're, if you smoke cigarettes, you're, you're a smoker, right? You know, you're on the lunch break. You're outside, on the back, the quick 15. You eat your sandwich, you go out, you get your smoke, you talk with your friends, you laugh, you joke. If you go to the bar after work with the girls, with the guys, you have two shots of Jack every weekend, 
That's what you do. That's what you do. You enjoy it. That's what you do, right? You're a drinker. Okay. A social drinker. Okay. You're a smoker. Okay. If you go and you eat every weekend, you go to a new restaurant. You're a foodie. You love it, right? So what's the difference? What's the difference? What's the big fuss when somebody who's 98 pounds after they eat, they throw their food up, you know, with that whole bulimia stuff, you know, anorexia, like, you know, an eating disorder, like, if they're throwing up their food and they've been doing this every day for, or, you know, for the last however many years, then they have an eating disorder. It's not, it's not like nobody can see it. Like, all the freaking teeth fall out. Like, we know this. They should know this, right? Or if there's some gym guy who's taking steroids, right? He's got all the freaking back acne and everything, and he's all roided up. It's like, you freaking shoot steroids, dude, right? Like, you're not that big. You shoot, st- you you look like a pipsqueak, like Chippendale freaking squirrel. Now you look like a freaking gorilla. You go from a squirrel to a gorilla in six months. A squirrel to a gorilla in six months, right? That's one big, trans. that's a huge transformation. I don't think there's enough weight in the world that you could lift to actually get to that level in six months without chemicals so you do steroids therefore you're 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 a junkie right you're you're uh what do you say you're not a natty as they say you're not a natty it's what it is right but accept it if you shoot steroids you shoot steroids okay nobody cares nobody cares but here's the problem when people try to justify what they do that's that's the killer that's when you got to drop the hammer on them that's when you had to drop the hammer on them when you got people that sit here and they say well i do this because of this or i do this because of this no you do this because this is what you want to do that's the difference see me if i want to go eat a pizza if i want to go to a party make a decision just do something live my life as i live my life I live my life, no regrets. I don't care which, you know, somebody may think about it or not think about it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But when you try to make excuses for your actions by trying to say, well, this is the reason why I do what I do, you made that choice, right? I don't care what happened 20 years ago. Everybody has horror stories, right? Everybody's been hurt. Everybody's been put down everybody's been through this everybody's been through that so nobody cares about your horror story or your sad story your pity party like nobody cares about why you do what you do but you do what you do so no you can't justify it like that happened how many years ago like nobody cares now this is 2022 something happened back in 19 freaking 95 like nobody cares get over it get over it at this point right but you chose to get over it by overeating or running 10 miles a day, whatever the person has chosen, right? It's just what it is. It's just what it is. But, you know, this was a definitely, it was English. We used English. But I just kind of had that situation come up, right? And, and if your English is a good level, then you probably get the gist of it. You know, So there was a conversation that happened, got a little 
maybe a little emotional, but not too emotional. But, you know, at the same time, I think this conversation had to happen because the person no longer wanted to go get the food. So let's just say food. I was taking this person to go get some food and they wanted to know why I didn't want to go in there and be seen with the food. And I told them, you're a foodie. Like, I don't believe in it, but I'm not going to judge you for your thing. That's what you do. You want some food? Let's go get some food. But now you got a problem with it because I said you're a foodie. Like, what do you mean you're not a foodie? You eat every freaking day. How are you not a foodie? I've worked with foodies. All foodies do is eat. You eat nonstop. Therefore, you are a foodie. Just accept it. Be happy with yourself. Accept yourself. But no, they want to eat in silence and all this stuff. But yeah, a situation like that occurred, right? So I went on, addressed the situation, told the person what I thought of their, their actions, which I felt was obvious for the last 30 years. They got offended and they said they wanted to um, end the conversation. I said, okay, cool. End the conversation. And they didn't want to go get the food anymore. But you know, maybe that was a good conversation to have because maybe now the change can happen. Maybe now they will understand that, you know, maybe they just need to hear, hear, need to hear it from the right person. I've been holding this, this, this information, these, these feelings, you know, for I don't know how many years, you know, it's common knowledge. I was like, there's no need to speak on it because it's common knowledge. This person is 500 pounds. The person wasn't 500 pounds. I'm not fat shaming anybody, but we're just using food as an example. So I don't have to go into their exact issue, right? But I'm just saying, you know, I didn't think it needed to be, you know, it was as big of a deal as they made it out to be. But this person no longer had a desire to go get food. So I said, okay, cool. I'll take you home. Well, no big deal. But that was, um, that was me maybe two hours ago, that kind of, that kind of conversation. So I was like, I got to keep it real with my people. I got to give them the English. We're going to sip the coffee. I got to give them a little bit of real talk. So today was definitely some real talk. Now, I know you. I know you out there have been in situations with family members, co-workers, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandmas, nieces, nephews, great-grands, whatever. Right? And there are things that you know about these family members that the whole family knows about these family members but you can't call them out on it what is that about what is that you can't call them out on it so let's say every christmas party right or or kwanzaa whatever you celebrate right every holiday this uncle of yours he gets sauced up right he gets sauced up he has the drinks right and he just starts dancing with all the young ladies there. Even though they're family members, he just starts dancing and he's just getting a little handsy, a little grabby. You know, the hugs are longer than they need to be. He says inappropriate things because he's drunk, right? The drunk uncle, right? Now, here's the thing. Everybody knows this. Every party, you got to watch out for Uncle Frank. You got to watch out for Uncle Steve. You know, and at this point, you know, he's probably 60, 70, 80 years old. And it's like the the family members, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's sick, it's twisted, but it's your family. 
it's sick, it's twisted, but it's your family. Everybody knows it. You just tell the little kids, hey, stay away from Uncle Randy, Uncle Frank, Uncle Jim, or Aunt Sarah. Just stay away from her because she's going to get grabby. Everybody knows it. But if you were to sit there and tell Uncle Frank to his face that he has a drinking problem, he's going to say, what? It's like, what do you mean, what? Like, for the last 15 Christmases, you ruined everyone because you drink and get handsy and grab everybody. Nobody likes that. Well, okay, but I, I don't have a drinking problem. It's like, what do you mean you don't have a drinking problem? You, you lose your freaking mind every Christmas party. Like, history shows that every Christmas party, you lose your mind. Now, let's look at another situation. Let's say you have a, um, an aunt right? Shoot, a cousin. We're going to give you a cousin. Let's say, because your cousin is somebody's aunt, right? So let's say you have a cousin, right? Let's just make it a female. You have a cousin, right? We're all adults here. We are all adults. Let's say you have a cousin, right? And let's say she does cocaine, right? Okay, you have a cousin. She does cocaine on the weekends, right? With her different set of friends so she snorts powder right on the weekends with her friends and then they go to these little parties and you know drink wine and go you know do all this expensive stuff right stuff regular people just don't do they that's just what she does right but she's been having these little weekends for the past eight months she just goes on these little weekends you don't hear from her for a few days and she's gone and she comes back and you say how was your trip oh it was great you don't ask what they did you know, specifically about the uh, the cocaine, because you know that's what they do. So there's no need to even talk about it. You say, what'd you do? Oh, we went skiing. Okay. Then the next weekend you say, okay, well, what'd you guys get into? Oh, we went dancing. But the thing is, you knew the cocaine was there at every instance, so you didn't have to ask about it, because that's what they do. That's what she does. But call her out on it and see what happens. So one day she says, hey, I need you to go take me to make a run. You're like, oh, I don't believe in it. I don't want to be seen in this area. She gets offended. What do you mean? It's not like I'm just going to go in there and get this and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, but that's your thing. I'll take you, but I don't want to be there. Well, what do you mean you don't want to be there? It's like, that's your thing. And then they want to get down on you and try to ride you, make you feel bad, guilt you into taking them. You say, look, you're a cokehead. That's what you do. That's your thing. And they say, I'm a cokehead. It's like, yeah, like. You didn't know that you were a cokehead? Like, how, how did you not know? Like, you do cocaine every weekend. How are you not knowing that you're a cokehead? Like, where's all your freaking money going? Like, on cocaine, that's what you do. You're a cokehead, right? And it's cool because you're still my cousin. I'll still hang out with you. I'll still respect you. I'll still treat you like a person. But you do have a problem with cocaine. Like, that's what you do. So when the person tries to deny, or oh, I don't have a problem, it's like, mm, see, that's the issue. So the issue isn't on your end. The issue isn't on your end. If you've ever tried to, you know, you've been holding back the truth from somebody, like not holding back, but just like it's so obvious, but you know, they just, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about it. You know, or a woman, let's just say you have a friend, a great girlfriend. Let's say you have a great girlfriend, she's your girl day one, you've been rocking for like, since you were eight years old, right? And she just continues to date these guys that beat the wheels off of her, right? 
black eye, broken wrist, hospital visit, you know, burns on her body, blue marks on her freaking skin, right? She's been beaten again, been beaten again. But here's the thing. Every time you try to tell her, don't you think that this guy probably isn't the best guy you should date? Oh, she jumps down your throat. No, I just fell down the stairs. No, he just got upset because I blah, blah, blah. So I made him do it. But you've been listening to this for 12 years. Like 12 years of her silly relationships and she's been beating every one of them. And then you just say, look, you know, I think you're just a junkie for violence. I think you just like guys beating you up. And she says, what? How could you say such a thing? Um, for the last 12 years, I've sat here and tried to tell you these are not the guys to date. These guys are abusive. These guys are wrong. But you continue to date and choose the same men. So I, at this point, I'm assuming you like it. Right? I'm just going to assume you like it. Right? Or if it's a guy, you know, he's sitting here. He's got six freaking different baby moms or whatever, baby mamas, you know, a kid with this one, 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 right? He's got six kids with six different women, right? And then he's like, uh, I can't find anybody to just settle down with. Get the freak out of here, man. Really? Really? Your, your mouth is going to form those words. You have six kids with six different women. And you can't find anybody to settle down with. Did you really just come up with that 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 sentence? Did, did you say that? Like, how is that even possible? Like, this person is in complete denial. One, they don't know anything about contraceptives. They don't know anything about safe sex, right? Nobody wants to be with anybody that has six kids with six different women. Nobody, right? This person is not trustworthy, right? In the fact that they can't trust themselves. You mean you've got six kids with six different women and you want to find the right one okay but in the wild did you have to have six freaking different kids that means you were out there being stupid with six different women be stupid with one woman if you're a woman be stupid with one man right be stupid with one we all get a chance to be stupid right but do it one time do it one time right fall in love with the guy right Go out there, put your heart in it. He treats you right, he treats you wrong, whatever. You get one, right? But if you go out there every weekend, you love this one, you love that one, you love this one, you love that one, you love this one, and they all do you wrong, that's on you. It's not on them. But everybody gets one. You know, everybody gets one. You got that one that just kind of gets to you a little bit, right? You think about them. Maybe it's a rainy night and you're just like, ah, man, I really messed up there. Or, ah, I really missed this person, right? Everybody's got that one. So you get one. But when somebody just has a pattern, they're doing the same thing over and over and over. This guy with six kids is a freaking sex addict. It's like you can't keep your thing in your pants, man. That's why you got six freaking kids. And now nobody wants you. What woman in their right mind wants to be with a man that has six other women? None, right? None. She'd have to be completely insane or a billionaire that's going to take him and his six other women with their six kids in drama. Nobody's taking that on. It's hard enough for a, a person with no kids to date somebody that has a kid. So you can do one, two, 
maybe three tops on the easy level. If they're young, if the kids are young, very easy for you to have no children and date somebody that has kids. You could be a woman and date a man that has a young daughter. If his daughter is like two, three years old, shoot, you're what, 23, 30 years old? Yeah, daughter's no issue. She could barely talk. So by the time anything happened, she knew who she was, you'd be a, a picture in her life. That's, that's all she would know. So yeah, that's easy. But if you come in to a situation, you come into a relationship, a situation, and this lady's got three kids with three different men, or this man has three kids, six kids with six different women, and they're 13, 14, and seven, and then 23, and then some little three-year-old over here, uh-uh, uh-uh, that is not going to work at all, at all, it's it just, that's a headache, that's cruising for a bruising, but I've ran my mouth, <laughs> I'm looking at the, the time on this thing, this thing is 27 minutes, I've got to transcribe all this, so, <laughs> I've enjoyed it, we're going to take this last sip, As you know, transcripts can be found at englishandcoffee.org. Check out the espresso section. Pick up some transcripts. Support the podcast. I appreciate all of you. Enjoy what's left of the rest of your weekend or week whenever you listen to this. And I'll see you in the next one.